A reading from the book of Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, in a time of favor, I have answered you. On on a day of salvation, I have helped you. I have kept you and given you as a covenant to the people to establish the land, to apportion the desolate heritages, saying to the prisoners, come out to those who are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed along the ways. On all the bare heights shall be their pasture. They shall not hunger or thirst. Neither scorching wind nor sun shall strike them down. For he who has pity on them will lead them, and by the springs of water will guide them. And I will turn all of my mountains into a road, and my highways shall be raised up. Lo, these shall come from far away, and lo, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Syene. Sing for joy, O heavens, and exalt, O earth. Break forth, O mountains, into singing. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on his suffering ones. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child or show no compassion for the child of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. A reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Think of us in this way, as servants of Christ and stewards of God's mysteries. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. I do not even judge myself. I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive commendation from God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? 
For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. I don't usually do this in a sermon. Um, I don't usually talk about a book that I have read, um, because probably not all of you have read it, and so you're not going to know about the book. But I'm going to do it today, and there's a sort of a reason why I'm doing it today. Some of you know from Facebook that we're getting a dog, and you know that I'm thrilled about us getting a dog. <laughs> and we're, we were dog-sitting it over the weekend, and so Friday, Shelley was working, and I was home, and the dog was a little bit um, anxious being in a new place, and I wanted to go downstairs and write, and she was having nothing to do with that. She wanted me upstairs. So I came upstairs, and I read this book, and I read it in a day, and I was impressed by it, and so that's why you're hearing about it today. The book was Three Cups of Tea. Have any of you read that book? Okay, one, two, three. Some folks have read Three Cups of Tea. It's about Greg Mortensen, and Greg Mortensen is an alpinist, a mountain climber, and in the mid-'90s, he wanted to make an attempt at K2, which is probably the world's hardest peak to climb. It's like the second or third tallest mountain in the world, but it's just straight up. So he went to Pakistan and went up to make this attempt. Um, Didn't make it. Somebody on the team got very sick, and they had to porter him down, and then Greg got sick and, and came down. And on the way down, he got lost. He got separated from his group, and he's on this big glacier called the Baltoro, um, thinking he's headed to one village, and he ends up in a different village, a village that has never had an American visit. This other village, they have lots of expeditions go through, but Corfe has never had an American visitor, and so he stumbles into the village half dead. The headman of the village takes him in. Um, it's close to wintertime, so they're all sleeping downstairs in amongst the animals under you know, smelly wool blankets, and that's where Greg is sleeping. It takes weeks for him to regain his strength. Um, and so they nurse him back to health, and finally his team figures out where he is, and they come and, and find him. He stays with them about six weeks and promises, before he leaves, promises the headman, who's been so good to him, I will come back someday and build for you a school. So he gets to America. He works as a nurse in an emergency room late at night, um, lives in his car so he doesn't have to spend money to to rent a room, and tries to figure out how to raise money for a school. Before he'd left Pakistan, he'd figured out it would cost about $12,000 to build this school. He writes letters to Oprah Winfrey, all kinds of people, no response. Um, One of his fellow mountain climbers puts a story in a mountain climbing newsletter, and the guy who founded Intel saw it and called him up and said, how much would it take to build a school? $12,000. Well, here, I'll write you a check for $12,000, but don't mess up. Bring me back a picture of this school. So he flies back to Pakistan, buys all of the the materials that he needs, gets them on a truck rented, and is headed up into the upside, as they call it, gets to the village and realizes he can't get the materials there because there is no bridge. Um, And there's a deep river. They go in a little peach crate across a a wire um, over the bridge. 
So they've decided while he's been away about a year that what they really need first is a bridge. So he stores all of the materials in another village, comes back to America, has to raise another $12,000 for the bridge. The same guy, the guy from Intel that founded Intel, calls him up and says, here's another $12,000, but don't screw up. I want want to see this picture um, of this school. So he goes back, he builds the bridge. They then discover that about a third of the materials have been absconded with. Um, and he, he meets lots of people in, in Pakistan, some savory, not, some not so savory. He gets the extra materials. They get the bridge built. It's too late to build the school. He comes back to America. It's taking three years. He's really impatient. He finally gets back over there, and they're building a school. His, he's taken his level and his plumb bob, and he's out there sort of supervising the building of this school, making sure everything is just right. And he's driving everyone nuts. So the headman of the village finally says to him, Greg, come with me. And they walk up onto a glacier and sit down, and, and he gives him some instruction. He says, we've been here a long time. We know how to build in these circumstances. Don't worry. We're going to take care of it. It's all right. You need to learn our ways if you're going to do this. And he gives then a little lecture from where the book gets its title. He says, when we take you in, the first cup of tea, you are a stranger. The second cup of tea, you are an honored guest. The third cup of tea, you are family. And we will do anything for you, including die for you. So relax. It'll be okay. The school gets built. He takes the pictures. He goes back shows them to the guy who's now dying, gets to see the pictures before he dies. He founds the Central Asia Institute and decides to build a lot more schools. This is in the mid-'90s, before 9-11. He's raised money. He's back there. He's building schools. Um, Villages are are just delighted to have him. He's learned the ways. Um, There's a village... Uh, that doesn't want him coming in, or actually what they want is bribes, and he's not going to pay bribes. And so they ask the Muslim leader to issue a fatwa against him. And he won't do it, um, keeps on building. He's in Pakistan on the day, September 11th, when the airplanes fly into the Twin Towers. And the people there hear about it. And they're grief-stricken for him. And the thing that you do there is you give somebody an egg um, when, you're, when they're in grief. And he's, he's getting into his Jeep to head down the mountain with this handful of eggs that have been given to him for the people of the village of New York. Um, and he doesn't know quite what to do with it. When he comes back, of course, things are going all to pieces over there. And another Muslim leader has issued a fatwa against him. Um, that he should not be allowed to work in Pakistan. And he doesn't know quite what to do. And the headman of this village says, don't worry, we'll take care of it. Um, They get the Muslim leaders together, who then ask the Supreme Council that's in Afghanistan of the Shiites to issue a shariat, a judgment. So they meet, they issue a judgment. Um, It comes in a red velvet-covered wooden box. And so it arrives, and everybody gathers around, and they pull it out and read it. And they declare him zakat, righteous. He's an American, he's Christian, but he's zakat, he's righteous. Do whatever he says, says this Supreme Council. He says that what he's doing is making peace 
one school at a time. He said, if these children have schools to go to that are, are neutral schools, they won't go to the madrasas, to the, to the um, radical schools and become radicalized. Um, he's particularly interested in, in teaching girls. And some of the women that have grown up um, in his schools have gone on to become doctors and, believe it or not, have gone back to their villages and not to the big city to give health care um, to their villages. So what does all of this have to do, then, with our readings today? Paul is talking to his Corinthian community, and he, we've heard kind of the contention that's going on in Corinth. Some of you say, I belong to Paul. Some of you say, I belong to Apollos. Some of you say, I belong to Cephas. Um, Apollos is a good Greek name. Apollos was probably a Greek Christian who was saying we ought to just not worry about Jewish things, um, go straight ahead. Cephas, or Peter, is a good Jewish Christian and saying we need to become Jews before we're Christian. Paul is saying, no, we need to, to find a way for both of these groups to live together. How can we find a way for both of these groups to live together? Paul's astonishing accomplishment was to find a way in which Jews and Greeks could worship the same God together. One of the things that Mortensen learned or asked to be taught was how to pray. Um, He went to mosque one night. They actually prayed in the parking lot of a gas station. And the guy taught him how to pray the way the Sunnis pray. He got up to the village and discovered they were Shias and they prayed differently. But he went ahead and prayed the way a Sunni does. And they were astonished that a Christian, an American, would take the time to learn to pray in that way. Paul says... You should think of us, the leaders, in this way, as slaves of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Um, And that word mysteries, Paul uses in a number of ways. It's about what God's plan was from the beginning of time, and he's saying to the Corinthians, you're it, you're God's plan from the beginning of time, Jews and Gentiles together. This was God's plan, and we, your leaders, are stewards of that mystery. It's also... He uses it for the sacrament, for the mystery, for the Eucharist. We are stewards of the Eucharist. So as we get together as the church, of course, Mortensen could very well tell you, don't worry about food or clothing or anything like that. Seek the kingdom and these things will happen. But as we get together as the church, we are the stewards of the mystery of God, a place where we can come and be related to one another despite our differences. Despite everything that might make us different, this is where we can come to belong together. So I was thinking about it and thought, why don't we adopt the phrase, three sips of wine? First time you come among us, you're a visitor. Take communion with us. The second time you come among us and take communion, you're an honored guest. Third time, you're family. He was able to overcome huge barriers to be declared zakat by the Supreme Council of the Shiites because of what he was doing. Christian, infidel, they still call him infidel, but zakat. That's what Paul was aiming at. How can we find a way in this world to come together into one body? Three sips of wine. First time you're a visitor. Second time an honored guest. Third time 
you're one of us. No differences. Doesn't matter where you came from, how you got here. Third time, you're one of us. Think of what we could accomplish. We may not build schools in Pakistan, but we can accomplish a lot by incorporating people into this family irreducibly. Three sips of wine. First time a visitor, second time honored guest, third time family. Amen.